Welcome to Between the Fur. I'm Ken, and as a professional mascot, I need professional costumes, right? People always ask me, who makes your costumes? I tell them Alinko Costumes in Salt Lake City. Alinko makes just about everything for me, and they do an amazing job. Alinko not only builds costumes, they have a design service that's free, and they also service their costumes as well. However, now the largest and oldest costume company in the U.S. just turned it up a notch by bringing on my friend, John Absey, formerly the Jazz Bear, to help with product development, processes, sales, and quality control. Hey, if you need a costume done right from the very start, don't waste time or money. Call Alinko. That's spelled A-L-I-N-C-O and get it done right. As a professional mascot, one of the hardest things is finding creative props and toys to use while you're performing. It's hard unless you visit the store at GameOps.com. My friends over at GameOps.com have dozens of mascot-related products. Okay, here's an example. You're working on a proposal skit. They have a giant engagement ring prop to make the joke even bigger. There's plenty more at the store, so visit the store, GameOps.com, and take a look. It's awesome, man. They have everything. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, coming in. Coming in. Yeah. Between the Kenny. What's up? What's up? How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I think I got you on my speaker, and I'm trying to figure out how to get you up. Sounds good. <laughs> think up to your ear, man. Oh, there. It is. Okay, there, there. Okay. You finished your tacos? I thought I know I did finish my tacos. They were really good. That's uh, the lunch of champions right there. You know, you get done being a mascot, and all your uh, all your conditioning to try to stay in shape goes out the window. It sucks, man. but I did enjoy the tacos. I will admit, it tasted a hell of a lot better than salad. <laughs> good. good, yeah. For everybody listening, uh, this is John Absey. First of all, John Absey, and uh, I talked to him just before we got on here. Uh, just before we started recording, and uh, he's going through the drive-thru. Yeah, drive-thru. I need, like, uh, three tacos and uh, Coke and uh, some fries and throw in some extra grease. Okay, so just for the audience out there, just so you know, I ordered three tacos. Everything else was bullcrap because, one, Taco Bell sells Pepsi products, and, two, they don't sell French fries, and, three, I probably did order extra grease on the tacos because it does taste better that way. But everything else, that was <laughs> <laughs> oh good yep all right thanks for clarifying go ahead hey so I, I just had to have you back on okay we have been uh doing a lot together lately at the mascot bowl uh we just i was just out there you invited me out for that and uh, you do that every year and i love being out there but you know i got thinking hey i need to have you back on we need to throw some stories around um uh, because we always talk we, we get together we talk about stuff we throw stories and then uh, I, it's just like, oh my gosh, why wasn't I recording that? So you mean like we just did five minutes ago? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some of that stuff I couldn't put out there to the public. But, uh... <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, are we talking about the stuff that you were talking about work or are you talking about the stuff you were talking about your wife? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all of the above. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer, right. If you listen to this going, what did you tell you? <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, so let's get to uh, let's get to some stories here because this one I want to crank out some funny stories like the one that uh, you brought up the other day about uh, 
let's start this off with a good, clean story about you crapping yourself. Wow, you just jumped right into that. Just I did because I gotta get I gotta get to this stuff, man. This is so funny. John <laughs> has some of the best no, stories, John. Ever. There's the mascots that have and the mascots that lie about it. Admit it, you've done it. What? I you've cracked I yourself. Oh, well, you're exactly. <laughs> Everybody's done it. It's it happens because you're out there. You usually end up eating arena food, which sucks. And then you get out there and you start working really hard. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, you get that. It's <laughs> <just> like, no. <laughs> true, true. Just after you order some tacos, this is great timing. Yes, we have all done it. Let's just put it that way. Okay. So, but I have not like full on like crapped myself, but tell me your story. I, you know, that it's just kind of classic that you're just throwing me under the bus. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, hey, tell me how you pooped yourself. Not many people want to talk about that in front of other people. But because it's <laughs> this you. This is the real I, mascot I, stuff, though, man. I will talk about it just because. No, I, I just remember one time I was out there and, and um, I just wasn't feeling good all night. I had to go out and do a dunk show. And I had the dunk team out there. And I remember, you know how everybody puts their hands in the middle? And I I remember looking at everybody and I just kind of yelled out in front of everybody while they were all saying, oh, let's get, you know, they were getting all pumped up. And I said, hey, I think I'm going to, you know, S-H-I-D myself, (laughs) you know, the show. And I started laughing and they were looking at me like, why would I say that? Well, anyway, I go running down and somebody threw me a pass as soon as I hit the tram. Boom. I dunked it. I go running back. And I remember I, <laughs> we got back in the huddle and I go, I <laughs> myself really loud. And they're looking at me and I'm like, right now, it's in my pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I could just, you could just see this look like we're out here doing a show and you're talking about crapping yourself. And so I ended up doing the whole show like that. Yeah, it sucked. And then, oh my God. Uh, and nothing leaked, nothing on, nothing on the floor. Oh, nothing- thank God. The, the, the worst one I had. I was uh, with my assistant, Luke Larson, and me and him, we made a bad choice and went to Hooters, of all places. And we should have known that we were screwed when it was a dude that waited on us. And uh, he ordered crab, and I ordered a burger and fries, but we both got food poisoning that night. And thank God, I wasn't puking, but he was. he was. He was pooping and puking, and I was just pooping. We would literally go out, set our stuff up. I'd go out, I would do the skit come back in and we'd both end up in the bathroom and he was either, you know, we were both just sick as dogs. Then hurry up, run back out for the next time out. And we did this all night long. Finally, you know how it is. It's like, Oh my hell, it's the fourth quarter. You know, I just want to be, I want to go to my hotel. So we're sitting there and it's fourth quarter. The crowd's going crazy. The game is tight. What I was thinking, I, I just was the stupidest thing ever. Cause you know, I do the jump splits. So, oh my gosh. I get the crowd up. I do the jump splits. And the second my pelvis hit that floor, full on just exploded. And this one was the one where I was like, I literally, I stood up and I just stood there because I was frozen because I was like, this didn't just happen. And then I started laughing and I remember laughing out loud and I started looking around and I go, I just myself in front of my mouth. <laughs> and I remember laughing, thinking nobody knows, but I just completely just crap myself. So anyway, 
I remember looking down at the floor and I was like, nope, nothing. <laughs> so I go rolling out the floor and then I get into the back. Uh, Luke is laying on the table and I'm laughing and I take my head off and I throw it and I'm just like, you will not believe what just happened. And he's like, what? And I told him, I said, dude, I just crap myself out there on the floor. And he looked at me and he's like, that is not coming home. He goes, everything's going in the garbage. I'm not touching it. <laughs> and I said, fine. So I started to undress. I unzipped my back, pulled my seat down, took my shirt off. Boom, door kicks open. John Etram, our, the GM for the team at the time, comes running in. And he goes, you know, John, we really need you out there. We, you know, can you come back out? And I go, for what? He goes, we went into overtime. And there was that like, awkward perfect. silence. Yeah, I was like. And I'm staring at him because in my head, I'm rolling through. I'm like, okay, this guy's a GM of a team. He brought me in. How do you tell him that? Yeah, I'm 40-some years old, and I just, <laughs> just, just crap my pants. So I sat there, and I looked at him. Finally, I just kind of shrugged my shoulders. And I was like, yes, I'm John, I would love to go out. I said, but I just crapped myself out there on that last little bit or on that last little skit. And he's like, what? <laughs> you can tell he's looking at me like, and he's like, well, can you come out and just, you know, ride the motorcycle on the floor? And I said, yeah, but John, that means I got to sit down on the seat. And anyway, so I ran back out. And I said, I do sit back up. And I jump on the motorcycle. And I had my butt off the seat by about an inch the whole way out to the floor. I didn't jump around. <laughs> because I was <laughs> So ran off. And then that was my, my last little bit. But yeah, that was that was a horrible night. That, that one sucked. That is the worst. I have never had it that bad. Never. Oh, everybody has it that bad. You're just lying, Kenny. You're I just lying. Never. Yeah. No, I have you never know full on. Did you ever, like, did you ever fart in your suit? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got a great one on that one. When I first started, I didn't realize people could hear that. I thought, oh, man, it's all muffled inside this suit. Nope. I remember. <laughs> I used to go stand in the stairs and just be like, and rip them. And then I was in the back one time and I did it. Somebody's like, oh, that was a good one. And I'm like, you could hear that? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I started thinking back and like, oh, my hell. For the last like year and a half, I've been just like ripping them. So, oh, yeah. No, first... no, no. One time, one time, and I'll tell you this one. One time I was out there uh, <laughs> standing on the, on the floor. The national anthem was going on. Okay. And, um, Right near me was Dikembe Mutombo, and uh-huh. it, they announced the national anthem, and it's just about to start, and I had to rip one so bad. So uh, Dikembe's standing right there. I just let her fly. Man, he and the rest of the team uh, just bust out, just start laughing. They're, I mean, they're laughing through the whole national anthem. I'm, like, I'm really feeling bad. And, uh, you know, kind of chuckling to myself, like, oh, my gosh, that was a lot louder than I thought it was going to be. So, um, yeah, so I'm standing there. And the next game, the Cambay's there, and uh, the uh, national anthem's about to start. He's like, hey. He goes, hey. He says, hey, no fart in this game. <laughs> in his big booming voice. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure. I mean, r- ten rows up in every direction could hear it. Anyways, <laughs> hey, I, I was going to say, you know, another one that always happened. The uh, like with little kids, it always happens where because you walk up to them, they're like, yeah, they're just a little kid, and you, you know, and, and you, or else you're doing an autograph or something, and a little kid is standing there. And you let one rip and you're trying to make it quiet, but it does make a little sound. And the thing that makes me laugh are how kids, they just burst out. 
he farted. <laughs> He's just like, oh, shut up. <laughs> and they start they start pointing and shouting it everywhere. Yeah. Uh, they just totally caught you out on it. And you're just like, I am so embarrassed. Yeah. So here's here's a couple here's a couple stories I want to share with you real quick. So uh I shared this one with somebody yesterday uh about um do you remember Vance Johnson? Vance Johnson used to play for the Broncos and he was a big deal. He was like the you know, he was one of the three amigos and and all that. So um, I was telling somebody this yesterday. They were, they were just like, no way. Because we were talking about autographs. We were talking about you know getting autographs, sharing autographs, uh, things like this. And um, so, so this is a little story I wanted to throw out there. So I'm on a plane one time. This is right at the end of Vance Johnson's career. Okay, so that kind of dates me. But um, we ended up on a plane together. I see him before we get on the plane. I'm like, that, that's Vance Johnson. And then, um, so we, we get on the plane and here he is sitting on the aisle and I'm sitting next to the window, nobody in between us. And uh, I'm like, I'm sitting right next to Vance Johnson. So I, I wanted to kind of introduce myself without telling who I was and, you know, that whole thing. I wanted to somehow start a conversation with him, but not seem like the fan, you know? And so, uh, I said, Hey, you're Vance Johnson. And he's like, yeah, Hey, yeah. What's up, man? Yeah. And, you know, kind of brushing me off a little bit, being cool and everything. And I'm like, well, you know, we're kind of in the same business, you know, professional sports. And he's like, Oh yeah. What do you do? I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I work for, uh, and told him my team and, and, uh, he's like, Oh, well, cool. What do you do for them? I'm like, well, I'm the mascot. And he, he's like, no way. All of a sudden his face lit up. And he's like, you got to be kidding me. He goes, serious? He's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And he's like, dude, my wife loves you. <laughs> so he's freaking out when he finds out who I am. He says that his wife is dying to know what color I am. And he's like, he goes, she just, she's convinced you're a brother. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, you know, thanks for being a blah, 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 whatever. And uh, so we start talking. And when the, finally the conversation dies a little bit. And all of a sudden, he starts patting his chest, patting his pockets and everything. He's like, uh, dude, you got a pen? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I need your autograph. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. What? <laughs> I'm like, my mouth drops. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I got a pen right here. And. I mean, while you're at it, geez, could you sign one for, you know, me? I said, I do, usually don't ask for autographs. He's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. He says, I'm telling you right now, you get every autograph you can. And he was <laughs> like, he like got super serious with me. And he goes, I'm telling you, your kids are going to just be so mad at you when they grow up and find out who you've been around. And you didn't get an autograph from them? Oh, my gosh. He goes, they're going to be so mad. So uh, he goes, and we all do it. He goes, you know, I'm running up to Joe Montana going, hey, Joe, can you sign this for my nephew? You know, he goes, we all do it. So you get every autograph you can while you can. I'm like, really? okay. All right. Well, thanks, man. So um, so we exchanged autographs and everything. And and uh, he was so excited. He was like a little kid. Now, this is back when the phones were in the back of the seats of the planes, you know? Oh, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. So we're, we're coming into land. And all of a sudden, he reaches up, grabs the phone, 
and you know dials his wife and he's like yeah baby what's happening he's like um yeah i'm coming into the land and, and everything i'll be home in a little while and everything he goes and i i'm overhearing him say he goes yeah guess who i'm talking to or he says he says uh, guess who i'm sitting next to and he goes he goes yeah i'm sitting next to Ra- <laughs> yeah 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 from the and uh he goes uh he goes yeah i'm sitting right next to him and he goes all of a sudden he goes no i'm not gonna tell you what color he is <laughs> <laughs> i love the fact that he protected that like yeah. he protected your identity yeah you know, talking about that you know something that you just said that, and it just made me realize something that in the mascot world there it I think people just think that you're two colors. You're either white or you're or you're or you're black. You know what I mean? Or colored. Right. The, the, the fact is, you never hear anybody go, "Well, is he Asian?" <laughs> you right. Know what I mean? Right. I'll bet that's a it's Mexican guy in there. Yeah. There's no. Nobody's ever questioned if it's you know another type of uh, nationality. But it's uh, you just said that, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. You know, she didn't ask if you were, you know, I don't know. Eskimo. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just you're white or you're black in the mascot world. You're right. So. That is so true. I hadn't even thought so. about that, but yeah, that's so true. I've never been asked anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, when my wife so when my wife's at the games and stuff, <laughs> oh my gosh. I tell her you can't say this, but she's she'll she'll sit in the crowd and she'll say, um, you know, people around, of course, like, you know, oh my gosh, I wonder who that is. I wonder if it's a boy or a girl, or whenever, you know, white or black, or you know, I wonder if there's a black guy, you know, whatever. And uh, she'll say every once in a while when they say, oh, I wonder if it's a, you know, if he's, if he's black, she'll turn around. She'll go. She is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. She is. Well, you know, the, the other thing is it's, it's, it goes, you know, so like it's, you're either white or black. And then the other part is if they're super athletic, they're black. <clears throat> Everybody's got to go, oh, that, that, guy, that guy's black. That guy's black. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, super or can dance, can dance. Or you know, dance. yeah, because I it's, can dance, and everybody's like, "Oh man, like that must be a brother." <laughs> the white guy is just the funny guy on the crowd. But yeah. as soon as you think some athleticism, bam, you're nailed. You're, it's like, yep, you're black. <laughs> yep. Yeah, gotta be a black guy. Yeah. Oh my hell, that's funny. I never thought of that until we started. Talking. So, uh, um, what uh, what's going on with the family? Oh, not much, man. Not much. Uh, my my son uh, got another. Well, we can't go into that. We can't go into that. You know, I was trying. I was trying to pull it out of you, buddy. I uh, know. Nope. I <laughs> uh, can't put that out there yet. So, um, oh, so hey, are you going to make it out uh, next year for Kadoka? Oh for, yeah. For no, okay. Yeah, and 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 I want to clarify this here real quick. So John has started several different charity things and helps with several several different charity things. Man, I'll tell you what, uh, Bird Island. Um, is a is a charity uh tell us tell us briefly what what that is for and 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 how big that is um well you know bird island i was just kind of fortunate enough to be to have been asked about 22 years ago to come out and perform out in minnesota and um uh while i was out there i just i loved it i just loved everything that it was doing um what they came to kind of realize is that um because of all the, it's a, it's a little farm town, little farming community. And what they came, they came to realize is that all the, the pesticides and herbicides that they spray on their crops had been blowing through these communities. And they had just such a high rate of 
uh, birth defects, and cancers, and diseases. And so what they do is, is there was a boy, his name was uh, Tim Orth, and he died of a, of a uh, brain cancer. And what they did is they started a foundation to help families with medical bills and, um, you know, financially, because it just, a lot of these diseases just, uh, you know, drain all their finances. And uh, w- what they do is they literally bring in some like top entertainment. They have the Fargo Moorhead actor team, the Alexandria Aces. They bring in a ton of professional mascots and they have a huge um, silent auction. And uh, so I, I was fortunate enough for 22 years to be involved in that and uh, help them out as much as I can. And you've been out there. You've supported it as well. Yeah, I, I it, just a huge operation when it comes right down to it. Everybody gets behind it in the community and around the country. And you have a just a great way about you rallying other mascots and other entertainment to uh, to contribute and to perform at and uh, Roxanne up in um, Kadoka. Kadoka, South Dakota. She saw that, and uh, and now we uh, we're all going there and and trying to help uh, with her cause as well. She's got a charity that uh, was was started as a result of a tragedy in her family, where her son uh, was killed in a drunk driving accident. So now she has uh, organized a a charity to help all kinds of different um, situations in that area, and it's just been you know I have to tell you that john uh being the bear uh had a lot of clout but also john being john really has a great power and influence uh he's just a great guy he's also done one a charity that he's organized himself called um the mascot bowl the mascot bowl i was going to mention that but it's also tied with what the the name changed a little bit yeah you used to be uh you know, old bear hugs, but we, that it's not that anymore. Now it's uh fireman and friends for kids. It's, it's basically a Christmas shop. And we've done that for 25 years. That was one of the first things I started was taking underprivileged kids Christmas shopping every year. And then it grew over time. And, you know, now we're bringing about 550 to 600 kids every, uh, every Saturday in December, we take, you know, from different cities, a number of kids and we take them over to Walmart. We have chaperones, each get a hundred dollars and they get to go shopping. And then back in the day, like, you know, players were way more approachable and more willing to give. And um, they were able to fund it for me. I would just go to Carl Malone, John Stockton, Ray Oshetang, Jeff Hornacek, and they would just cut me $5,000 checks. And it was, you know, and getting all that money, it was enough to take all these kids shopping. And then once they all left, you know, the players were just a little bit more standoffish. And then, that's where mascot bowl came in is I needed to raise money for the Christmas shop. So we created mascot bowl and we started that 18 years ago and it grew. It was in a little city called Lehigh and it grew up to where we were getting 9,500 people a game. And um, Becky white was so amazing, but she retired. So we had to move it over to uh, another city called Harriman, Utah. And we went, we used the Harriman high school field. And this was our first year and we actually did pretty good. And a lot of these events, the thing that, you know, people don't understand is, you know, I I just kind of give a shove, but it's, it's all of the support and all of the community and everybody that's in my life, such as yourself that, that come out and support it because without you guys, none of this is going to happen. And these events don't happen. And if those events don't happen, children aren't taken care of. And 
I just appreciate everybody being willing to, to trust me enough to, to come out and, and support these causes. Yeah. It's really been uh, something uh, special for a lot of us to come out and be involved in every year. I love going back there every year um, and, and, and taking part in it because it's just a huge party. If you guys, if, if anybody wants to go check it out, it is well worth it. Three bucks to get in to this thing. It's mascots playing eighth graders <laughs> in football, and it's a great game. And there's entertainment just, just filling every moment. And I mean, from gosh, singers, country singers to dunkers to I mean, bands to you know different uh, cheerleading groups, skydivers, uh, fireworks. fireworks at the end. There was a car show there this year. There's food trucks. I mean. It's just been amazing over the years to see all this. And you know what, John, it's been just uh, a huge undertaking on your part, but what a great benefit and a lot of fun for so many people. Uh, Let me take a break here real quick. I'm going to come back. We want to tell a couple more stories before we end this. Hey, I want to pause here and tell you a bit more about our sponsor, Alinko Costumes. Alinko is family owned and operated. Their first pro costume was the San Diego Chicken. <laughs> and their first NBA costume was the Phoenix Suns Gorilla. Alinko's history dates back 100 years, and now they make over a thousand mascots a year, including high school, college, corporate, and pro teams. Needless to say, they know their stuff. They also stand by their work with the best warranty in the business. I swear I've called Jill at all times of the day, and she always answers. Alinko has earned my business, so I recommend you go where the pros go, alinkocostumes.com. Now, back to this episode. Okay, we're back. John, love all the charity work that you've done. I want a couple more stories from you. Give me a couple injury stories here real quick. Injury? Um, yeah. Um, well, this, is just... the, this, this is the, uh, I don't even know what the word is. This is the guy with all the injuries. Well, I'm, I'm probably second to to the Phoenix gorilla. He's had quite a few as well. And I've, I've, ah, that's true. Been, that's true. I've been there for a couple of his, and I need to tell that story about when <laughs> this rope got yanked. Well, I yanked it up underneath his groin. And anyway, we, we'll, we'll go, we'll tell that story too. But I, the, the, the injuries, you know, you sit there and you think, Oh, it's a mascot. And you know, they're, they're in this big padded suit, but it's not padded. My, you know, just like you, I, I have, I don't wear knee pads, elbow pads. I mean, just that's what you see is what you see. Right. And, um, but I had 10 surgeries, 137 staples and stitches and 27 torn ligaments, muscles, and tendons there. That's what I tell everybody in my presentation. So it's like, Dang. I mean, but with that is I remember one of my first injuries I was out and you know, this is, um, and I don't mean to knock college kids, but sometimes they get just a little overzealous, you know, because they're just like, Oh, I, I want to prove something. And. Um, we were out doing a, an event out at Rocky Mountain Raceways out here in, in Salt Lake. And this kid came rolling over and took out my knee so hard. And I remember I heard something pop and I sat there and was like, God, that, that's really weird. My knee's really loose now. <laughs> so oh, my first injury was that knee and he, and he took it out. And then that was the year that I was like, I, I, I'm not working with college kids if we're doing something hard and active like this. Either that, I'm just going to always be aware and stay away from them because <laughs> – then the next, and unfortunately, I never listened to what I was saying because then I was in Portland and we were doing this wrestling thing on a ring and it was a big inflatable ring out in Portland with Blaze and we were wrestling and we would bounce off the ropes and it was about four feet off the ground 
And I'm supposed to bounce off the ropes and I'm supposed to go back in and take out, I think it was clutch at the time. And the Oregon duck pulled down the rope and he wasn't supposed to, I'm supposed to bounce off it. And I came tumbling off of the, of the ring. And I put my right arm out and blew my shoulder out. I couldn't even lift it. I, li- I sat there and I was in so much pain and so angry at this stupid ass duck. <laughs> and that was another one. Another college kid hurt me. And then, um, I'm trying to remember my, uh, my hernia. I got a hernia with, I was lifting uh, Lou Ferrigno and he jumped in my arms and I'm holding him. And you know, that, and it's so funny because you see the character's face and it's just kind of that, you know, monotone look, smiling. You know? <laughs> that blank stare. I'm like, take my picture already. And this lady's trying to take it. And she's like, oh, oh, just wait. She had to take her lens cap off and she was taking her time. And all of a sudden I heard this and I went, yep. I just blew my, <laughs> just blew my guts up. I oh sent him down. My gosh. On it and I could push it in and I push it. It would just go bloop and pop back out. And then, uh, my you other shoulder. Lou Ferrigno. I mean, that's. <laughs> Lou. Uh, that's and then, something I didn't uh, think I'd hear today. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then another time I was up doing my, uh, handstand on the ladder and, uh, I, I, uh, was starting to do my one-armed handstand and I was on my right arm and I'm leaning over and you know how it is. You just get so focused. And I was concentrating so much. I couldn't hear anything. And apparently I couldn't feel anything either because I went so far over that I literally tore the ligament out of my shoulder and popped it out of joint. And I started to fall off the ladder and thank God I grabbed myself with my left hand, pulled myself in and there was my other shoulder surgery. And then um, because of the just you know, the career of jumping around and mini tramping and stuff. I, I need to get both my ankles replaced. So I had both ankles. I had surgery on them, uh, what year and a half ago, two years ago to try and clean out all the debris and themselves and PRP and them try and see if I can get a little bit more time out of them before I have to go under the knife. And then, so, and you know, and this is to all those guys, all those people out there that think that being a professional mascot is just some guy that they, you know, give a beer to to go out and run around at the game. You know? <laughs> We've talked about how these teams, uh, you know, they, they don't realize that us as mascots uh, really put our heart and soul into everything that we do. And we want to push the limits and we want to go the extra mile and we hold ourselves to a, to a high standard. We want to perform to the best of our ability. We want to give it our all. And I don't know how many times at the end of the games I, I've been in, you know, in, on oxygen. I've had an IV, uh, you know, just to the point of exhaustion. And yeah, people don't know this stuff. They don't, they don't hear this stuff. They don't know that uh, all this goes on behind the scenes. Anyways. No, well, I think, we, no, you hit it right on the head, but, and I know when we were talking earlier, the, the, the fact is though, that, you know, the, the, the company jobs, the, the office jobs from your president all the way down to, you know, the intern, it's a job for them. You know what I mean? They go in, it's just a job. Um, they're willing to move on to another job. If they, you know, if, if the president of the company finds another job somewhere else, he's going to go. That's, that pays him better or whatnot. Yep. I think what they forget is we're a lot like um, players. I mean, well, and I think we're even more passionate than players because players, if they get a better gig, are going to move on, you know, because in my, in my 25 years with Jazz, 
if another team came up to me and said, hey, we'll pay you 30000 more, I'd have said, no, I, the Jazz is my team. These, these are my people. And I, I, as a mascot, we are so, like, it's like our baby, like, especially you. We, we both created these characters, and we raised them, and we watched them grow. And, I mean, they're part of us. And when they, when they say something negative about us, we have that, that we, we kind of take it personal. You know what I mean? And right. I, I just feel that the teams don't really understand everything that we put into this, you know, the blood, the sweat, the tears, literally. And they, they don't, they don't appreciate it. And uh, I mean, some teams do, but majority of them don't. They just like, you you know, we were saying is they look at it as just like, you know, what the hell? It's just a job. Why are you killing yourself for it? But it's like, why do you think our characters are successful? It's because we we're willing to put that time and that effort and the pain and suffering in for it. Yeah. You know, we just, it's something different. I think for us, I mean, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of people in our companies that have the loyalty and they, they love the brand and things like that. But I, you know, I, I think we actually tend to uh, wear it on our shoulders more. You know, we, 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 it's more instilled in our hearts or something. I don't know, but, Anyways, hey, I gotta I gotta get rolling, but I'll tell you what, I did have somebody um, <laughs> share a story with me that listens to the podcast, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give their name in the credit here, but uh, this was a pretty funny story I heard. So uh, they said that they got in a costume one time that uh, the company that built the costume decided that it should have a fan inside, and so he was really grateful for that at first, <laughs> but. He- he was rocking a mullet at the time. Oh. So whoever installed the fan installed it backwards. So it had the wiring uh. backwards or something to where the fan was actually sucking air instead of blowing air. It sucked his hair right, uh. up in, right up into the blades and caught it up and everything. And then he couldn't get his head off to <laughs> To, oh. cut it, to get it untangled so just something i wanted to share from one of my listeners so, you, you know you're growing up in your suit oh i have yes i have not like i haven't spewed but i have like i've thrown up in my mouth and and started to cough and choke on it but was able to get in the back and and and, and pull it off before i you know fully unloaded here but did you ever hear that story uh, about the, the mascot who we all know that it was a really hot, humid day and he wasn't feeling good and all these kids were around him and he, he was trying to get away to, to go throw up because he knew he was going to throw up and he couldn't. So he just stood there and threw up right in his head. He was, there when he was doing it, taking photos. And he said he, he looked at all this vomits running down the front of his <laughs> And he was just like, oh, well. And he was just standing there doing photos until the photos were done. Then he walked away and you know, went to quit the appearance. But, yeah, it, stuff like that happens all the time. I don't know too many people that are, you know, that really into the job. They're like, all right, I'm going to take this photo, but I'm going to throw up right here. <laughs> here we go. I love it. Tell me that was Bo- that, I If I recall, it was Bodwin. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you. I'm going to have to call him on that one. Anyways. All right, man. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. Great stories. Great times, man. We'll have you back on again. I mean, the the stories are just endless, huh? Love it. Oh, honestly, it would be so fun like we did when we were out in Memphis, just sitting around 
and uh, you know, telling stories because everybody's got a, a funny one, like like the one we were talking about in Sacramento with that little kid and you know, <laughs> doing photos and uh, you know, the, just the mishaps, the stuff that you're not expecting and it happens and you're trying to stay in character and then you come out. It's I don't know. I, I think we could all write a book on it. It, it. There's some funny stuff out there. But in the end, though, Kenny, I just want to uh, thank you again for coming out to Mascot Bowl and supporting that. And, you know, the other 26 mascots that came out and helped out. It it, it, it doesn't happen if uh, I don't have the support from people like you. And uh, next year we'll go. Uh, uh, we'll fly a plane again and we'll go. Uh, drift car racing again that was fun that was so much fun anytime we go out to it's just known anytime we go out to visit john he's always got some kind of crazy thing lined up for us to uh to kind of compensate us but to just show us a good time and say thanks or whatever it is uh we just all love it and appreciate it he took uh, us flying and took us uh, out uh drifting we uh on and racing out of the raceway out there and uh Man, we just had so much fun. We've done drag racing out there. Crazy, man. So, good time. Well, it's, you guys are amazing. So, uh, thank everybody that uh, has come out and supported in the past. So, thank right you. Yep. Anytime, man. Love you, brother. You have a Love great you too, day. Kenny. Thanks for coming on. You bet, buddy. Take All right. care. All right, you too. Bye-bye. I've been moving like a hot I don't want no combo. I want checks. I don't want the second. I want this. I'm all in my ass. I'm all right. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. So if you like this, go ahead and subscribe. A lot of people listen and they don't subscribe. So go ahead, subscribe. Share this as well because it's the best podcast in the world, right? Also, join us on Facebook because we're putting out a lot of mascot stuff all the time on there. So Between the Fur on Facebook. Thanks. Peace.